Man, that sunset is gorgeous. Grill, patio, sunset. Hard to get better than that. Unless you're browsing Carvana's inventory while you soak it all in. Oh, burger time. So sit back, get comfortable. Carvana's got thousands of cars under $20,000 just waiting for you. I could stay here forever. Carvana, where car buying meets comfort meets convenience. Download the app or visit Carvana.com today. Welcome to the Tech Meme Ride Home for Friday, November 22nd, 2019. I'm Brian McCullough. Today, we got to talk about Cybertruck. Twitter continues its shipping products hot streak. AirPods are hotter than even Apple anticipated. Some trouble in Russia for gadget makers and, of course, the weekend long read suggestions. Here's what you missed today in the world of tech. All right. So you might have heard that Elon Musk and Tesla unveiled the Cybertruck last night. And yes, there is a ton to talk about. But before we get into the fun stuff, let's get to the salient details, quoting TechCrunch. Tesla will offer three variants of the Cybertruck. The cheapest version, a single motor and rear wheel drive model, will cost $39,900, have a towing capacity of 7,500 pounds, and more than 250 miles of range. The middle version will be a dual motor, all wheel drive, have a towing capacity of more than 10,000 pounds, and be able to travel more than 300 miles on a single charge. The dual motor, all wheel drive model is priced at $49,900. The third version, will have three electric motors and all-wheel drive, a towing capacity of 14,000 pounds, and battery range of more than 500 miles. This version, known as Tri-Motor, is priced at $69,900. Musk touted the acceleration of the Cybertruck as well, showing a video at one point of the truck beating a Porsche 911 off the line. Musk said the Tri-Motor version can travel from 0 to 60 miles per hour in under 2.9 seconds. The single-motor rear-wheel drive is the slowest off the line, with a 0-60 to acceleration of less than 6.5 seconds. Tesla said customers can put down a $100 deposit. They'll be able to complete their configuration as production nears in late 2021. Tri-motor and all-wheel drive production is expected to begin in late 2022, end quote. Now, for the fun stuff. Trust me, you're going to want to seek out the video on this if you haven't already done so to show off the cold rolled stainless steel body or exoskeleton as musk called it on stage the truck door was hit with a sledgehammer and it held up then to show off the so-called armor glass tesla's lead designer franz von holzenhausen threw a solid metal ball at the drive side window quoting TechCrunch again While the glass didn't completely shatter, it did appear to crack from edge to edge. Oh, my bleeping God, Musk laughs. Well, maybe that was a little too hard, end quote. So they tried it again on the rear passenger window, and it cracked too. Quote, room for improvement, Musk says with a shrug. Was this a gag? A ha-ha, just kidding, here's a test of the real glass sort of thing? No. Elon stood in front of the truck two broken windows and all, and completed the presentation. While no one would expect most standard windows to stand up to a test like this, even Elon seemed surprised by the results. 
We threw wrenches. We threw everything, he said on stage. We even literally threw a kitchen sink at the glass, and it didn't break. For a little weird reason, it broke now. I don't know why, end quote. We'll fix it in post, he followed up with a laugh and then moved on to talking about the car's suspension, end quote. Again, Elon finished the presentation with the truck on stage behind him with two prominently shattered windows. And we haven't even gotten to the look of the truck yet. Again, seek out pictures. People were falling all over themselves to come up with a sci-fi analogy to describe the design. I would personally go with a Paul Verhoeven vibe, something from RoboCop or Total Recall. And people went wild with the jokes. Here's Jason Shawcross. Can't wait to see what it looks like when they port it from GTA San Andreas to GTA 5 and the rest of the pixels load. Here's Tom Giles. Seriously, it's like a DeLorean mated with a Pontiac Aztec. At argument winner, quote, If I see a Tesla truck in the wild, I'm going to do skateboard tricks on it. And here's John Patrick Pullen. Finally, a truck for dudes who wear Oakleys. I was worried they'd never get one. And finally, David Roth, quote, The thing that I'll say in defense of the bad Elon Musk Cybertruck is that it absolutely looks like it belongs in a 1989 movie called Cybertruck. Like it should be seen driving down a dusty road and a suicide door should open and Jeff Fahey should lean out and say, get in, end quote. Look, I'm going to go out on a limb here and say that I actually like the design. Do not at me, car folk. I know I have no aesthetic sense when it comes to cars. But I think one thing is for sure, this will be the instant status symbol in Silicon Valley when they start rolling off the production line. If you are the sort of person who wants to be noticed, this is the vehicle for you. But people really seem to be turned off, or at least a certain segment. A Credit Suisse analyst said, Ford and General Motors can breathe a sigh of relief. And here's one more quote from CNBC. Tesla's Cybertruck looks weird, like really weird. Musk had warned investors that Tesla's pickup would be really futuristic, like cyberpunk Blade Runner, and he wasn't kidding. Bernstein analyst Tony Sakanagi wrote in a note to investors titled, Mad Musk Fury Road. Tesla shares fell 6.2% in Friday trading from its previous close of $354.83, end quote. By the way, we're still not done with this segment. Musk also did a literal one more thing and unveiled an all-electric, all-terrain vehicle. Quoting TechCrunch one more time, the Tesla electric ATV didn't get a lot of time to shine on its own and instead was used primarily to demonstrate how the Tesla Cybertruck bed and active suspension works for loading up cargo. But it's a real enough thing that Tesla made sure to point out that you can charge the electric four-wheeler right from the Cybertruck while the ATV is loaded in the bed. Musk didn't reveal anything about pricing or availability regarding the ATV, but a demo drive did actually drive it up on stage and load it into the bed, so it's real enough to be functional. Like the Cybertruck itself, it also featured a body design with a lot of interesting flat planes and angles, and it was done up in matte black, which makes it look like the ATV version of a stealth bomber, end quote. Never change, Elon. Never, never change. Russia has banned the sale of gadgetry, including smartphones, computers, and smart TVs that are not pre-installed with alternative Russian software. The ban is slated to go into effect July 2020. Quote, 
Proponents of the legislation say that it is aimed at promoting Russian technology and making it easier for people in the country to use the gadgets they buy. But there are concerns about surveillance and fears that firms could pull out of the Russian market. The law will not mean devices from other countries cannot be sold with their normal software, but Russian alternatives will also have to be installed. The legislation was passed by Russia's lower house of parliament on Thursday. A complete list of the gadgets affected and the Russian-made software that needs to be pre-installed will be determined by the government. The Association of Trading Companies and Manufacturers of Electronic Household and Computer Equipment, Raytech, has said it will not be possible to install Russian-made software on some devices and that the international companies behind the gadgets may leave the Russian market as a result of the law. Others have raised concerns that the Russian-made software could be used to spy on users, end quote. How do you make a password that's strong enough so no one will guess it and impossible to forget and do it for a hundred different sites and make it so everyone in your company can do the same without ever needing to reset them? Sounds impossible unless you have 1Password. 1Password combines industry-leading security with award-winning design to bring private, secure, and user-friendly password management to everyone. 1Password makes strong security easy for your people and gives you the visibility you need to take action when you need to. Companies lose hours every day just from employees forgetting and resetting passwords. And you know that a single data breach can cost millions of dollars. 1Password secures every sign-in to save you time and money. For more than a decade now, 1Password has been on every computer and every phone I've ever owned. Right now, my listeners get a free two-week trial at onepasswordcom ride for your growing business. That's two free weeks at onepasswordcom ride. Don't let security slow your business down. Go to onepasswordcom ride. Shout out to Crunch Labs for sponsoring today's episode. Crunch Labs is a very small team of fun-loving design folks and engineering nerds led by Mark Rober, head engineer and former NASA engineer. You have kids? Just ask them who Mark Rober is. They know. Trust me. YouTube science superstar. Crunch Labs has BuildBox, a STEM subscription build-it-yourself box for kids. My boy Max is a subscriber, and I'm telling you, he rips these boxes open and gets to building right away. This summer, Crunch Labs is hosting Camp Crunch Labs, where kids get 12 build-it-yourself toys with one shipped every week. Plus, access to exclusive Mark Rober videos and weekly challenges that help grow kids' brains all summer long. Camp Crunch Labs has weekly challenges that kids get super excited about and fosters their creative thinking. Last year, more than a million people tuned in each week to watch camp and try their luck at the challenges. Worried about your kids' brains turning to mush over the summer? Sign up to Camp Crunch Labs and turn them into little robot-building mad scientists like Max. Right now, you can purchase a limited Camp Crunch Labs subscription and get two boxes free, a $60 value. Just go to crunchlabs.com ride to sign your kids' up for Camp Crunch Labs today. That's crunchlabs.com slash ride. Twitter says that users can now enroll in two-factor authentication without a phone number and disable SMS-based two-factor authentication as a default. You can now use those less hackable mobile authenticator apps instead. This is something that people have been asking for for a while now. What changed? Maybe it was because a couple months ago, hackers used a SIM swap attack to gain access to Jack Dorsey's personal Twitter account. Quote, 
This also means that Twitter users can now delete the phone number associated with their account and still be able to use two-factor authentication, something that was not possible before. This also inherently eliminates scenarios where SIM swappers who don't know a user's password can use the SMS-based password recovery feature to hijack accounts, effectively plugging the SIM swapping attack vector for an account. Twitter announced the feature today, but it has been under testing for more than a week, as spotted by a user over the weekend, end quote. And Twitter continues to be on a roll in terms of actually shipping things. As yesterday, they rolled out the hide replies feature to all users globally, quote, designed to balance the conversation on Twitter by putting the original poster back in control of which replies to their tweets remain visible. Hide replies has been one of Twitter's more controversial features to date. While no replies are actually deleted from Twitter when a user chooses to hide them, they are placed behind an extra click. That means the trolling, irrelevant, insulting, or otherwise disagreeable comments don't get to dominate the conversation. Twitter's thinking is that if people know that hateful remarks and inappropriate behavior could be hidden from view, it will encourage more online civility. However, The flip side is that people could use the hide replies feature to silence their critics or stifle dissent even when warranted, like someone offering a fact check, for example, end quote. Plus or minus, good or bad, again, I don't really care because I'm just more curious what's gotten into the water at Twitter. I do love to see actual iteration at a company, especially after so much stagnation. Sources are saying Apple AirPods shipments might actually double to 60 million units in 2019, driven by much higher than expected demand for the AirPods Pro model. Quote, the $249 AirPods Pro, which offer noise cancellation and water resistance, have surpassed expectations and demand for them is pushing Apple's assembly partners against capacity and technical constraints, a person familiar with the matter said. Multiple suppliers are competing for the business of manufacturing the Pro earphones, though some are still building up the technical proficiency. There's currently a wait time of two to three weeks for the AirPods Pro on Apple's U.S. website, end quote. And in related news, Microsoft has pushed back the release of its Surface earbuds to spring of 2020. It was odd at that recent Microsoft hardware event that the earbuds didn't have a shipping date, though Microsoft said it still hoped to have at least the white version of the $250 wireless nubbins available for the holiday season. Microsoft's Panos Panay tweeted, quote, Product making is about the relentless pursuit to get all the details right, which takes time, sometimes more than we planned on, to ensure we deliver the best possible experience for you, our fans and customers. Surface earbuds will now launch worldwide in spring 2020, hashtag Surface, end quote. As Windows Central said, quote, if there's any good news about this delay, it's that both the white and gray version should be available at the same time versus a staggered release. Likewise, Microsoft says that because of the delay, Surface earbuds can launch simultaneously in more markets than initially planned, end quote. Time for the Weekend Long Reads suggestions. Let's start with The Guardian's deep dive into how our now ubiquitous home delivery habit has reshaped the world. Quote, eventually, we will want our deliveries to be so prompt that we will practically be sitting on top of the products we will order. At Chetwoods, the architecture firm, a managing director named Tim Ward told me about brownfield sites in London that the e-commerce industry can swallow, real estate that has fallen into disuse and that can be repurposed to hold inventory and sort deliveries. 
car parks, for instance, that will empty out as people drive less and which can be converted into fulfillment centers for half-hour deliveries or multi-story towers, each floor connected to the next by a ramp so that vans can drive goods up and down the building, or underground storage caverns, one of which is already being prepared near Heathrow. Other companies had mined the area for minerals, Ward explained. Why fill that void in? Why not use it for logistics? It makes an ideal use, and then you can put a lovely park across the top of it, end quote. Quanta magazine has a profile of Barbara Liskoff, who pioneered the modern approach to writing code, the architect of modern algorithms, they call her, quote, when she was still a young professor at the Massachusetts Institute of Technology, she led a team that created the first programming language that did not rely on go-to statements. The language, Clue, short for cluster, relied on an approach she invented, data abstraction that organized code into modules. Every important programming language used today, including Java, C++, and C is a descendant of Clue, end quote. The Hollywood Reporter has a look at Spotify's plans to harness podcasting to create the world's number one audio platform. Bloomberg has a look at how and why India's T-Series beat PewDiePie to become the world's biggest YouTube channel. Now, T-Series has to face off with Netflix. Coindesk makes an interesting point. Protests in Hong Kong, Lebanon, and Iran have all involved internet shutdowns to one degree or another. I did not mention it this week, but Iran has been fully off the grid for several days this week. Well, protest situations, chaos situations, government shutdown situations, isn't that a use case that Bitcoin imagined it was built for? And yet, as Coindesk spoke to Bitcoin-savvy protesters in all three places, Crypto has emphatically not been a useful tool for the protesters, at least so far. Quote, when global crypto exchanges and service providers ban a population due to sanctions or compliance concerns, as they have with Iranians and Lebanese people to some extent, ties to global communities can provide a lifeline. Across the board, sources said that connectivity and accessibility on the ground were the two fundamental challenges. Money is, after all, primarily a social construct. The dream of a lone anarchist striking out only works if his goal is to flee, not to stay. Quote, consider two or three people who can communicate with the Blockstream satellites. What would be the benefit of using Bitcoin? The Tehran-based Bitcoiner said. Not all people are hackers and network experts. When we talk about a payment network, it must have a significant number of members, end quote. And finally today, not tech at all, but if you're a film nerd of a certain age, then GQ's sit down between Al Pacino and Robert De Niro is just a no-brainer because it's friggin' Al Pacino and Robert De Niro chatting with each other. Enjoy. Are we allowed to talk about The Mandalorian yet? I'm caught up to episode three, and at this point, I honestly think that this is the best Star Wars content in years. But then again... I'm a dude who thinks that Rogue One is the best Star Wars movie behind only The Empire Strikes Back. And I'm also a dude who clearly said I kind of dig the Cybertruck design. So, you know, maybe you should question my taste in things. By the by, no weekend bonus episode this weekend, because if there's one thing I've learned this year, it's that when holidays approach, trying to book people right before they happen 
can be down nigh impossible. So, talk to you on Monday. <laughs>